0: What's up guys? Welcome to Get Or Get Drunk Trying, the podcast that helps aspiring bosses go from 9 to 5s to seven-figure CEOs. I am your host Asia Abston, former bartender turned serial entrepreneur and coach to over 2,000 students. And I am on a mission to help you manifest your dream life, 10x your salary, and step into every room like you own the place. Each week, my guest and I will cover everything, money, business, and mindset related to push you to be your absolute best self. You will also be getting financial literacy tips, game-changing perspectives, and passive income plays to impact your confidence and your bottom line. You'll learn how to work smarter, not harder, stop sleeping on your own potential, and climb the success ladder cocktail in hand. Are you ready? Let's get it. Three, two, one, yeah. All right, Get Rich crew, welcome back to another episode of the Get Rich or Get Drunk Trying podcast. I want you to get excited. Things are happening today. Curls are curling. Cha-chings are cha-chinging. Money is being made. Good things are popping. I have got Delian, the money coach, a.k.a. Delian Barros, you teach investors how to slay the stock market, and today you're going to slay this podcast. Welcome to the show, babe. Well, thank you. Thank you. I like I like it when people
1: set the bar high, because then I oh, like yeah. to like step up. So thank you for that. <laughs> the challenge has been accepted.
0: Yes. I want you to know right away what we're about to get into. <laughs> Good. Let's go. I'm ready. I'm super excited to have you today. It's so interesting, right? I was looking for new people to bring onto the show. And I reached out to my audience and I said, what women have taught you the most about money? And I got your name over and over and over.
1: (laughs) My audience is the best. I mean, let me tell you, I don't need to hire PR agents because my audience does my PR for me. And that is like the truest compliment that I can ever get is all of the you know feedback that I get from them and how they shout me out and how they support me. That's what makes me want to give so much back to them. It's, you know, it's it's a give and take and they're amazing.
0: I love it. Yeah. Your audience, excuse me, not your audience, your name came up several times and I said, okay, y'all say less. I will get her on the show. I got you because the Get Rich crew, we like to get paid. We love passive income. Yes, We love to figure out how to make our money, make more money. So it was in, perfect alignment. But for those in the audience who do not know you, tell us more about you. Give us the backstory. Yes. All right. Well, like you said,
1: I'm Delia, the money coach. I You can find me on Instagram or TikTok. Usually that's where I live. And I launched this business in January, 2020, like three months before the pandemic hit just to really share my own personal journey with money because I was so frustrated that I didn't know anything about investing. I'm like, how is it that I worked for 14 years in New York City, the mecca of like the financial industry, literally three subway stops from the stock market and did not know anything about investing. So I thought, wow, if I don't know anything about investing, I'm sure like other people are struggling with it too. It, this can't just be me. And that's when I started sharing my journey on Instagram and it just snowballed from there. And I started sharing my debt free journey because I, I had to pay off those student loans because I was like, I cannot. Just, oh, we're going to talk about those. Don't you worry. I cannot, right? And so I started with that and but then I realized that that was just getting me one step closer to what I really wanted, which was financial independence. And I was like, "Oh, this is like a much bigger, much more exciting journey than just paying off Navient, which is like whatever." <laughs> but I started sharing that and I started teaching people about it and what I was learning and I just, you know, fell down the rabbit hole of personal finance and it completely changed my life. And I went from thinking that I was going to work at this very miserable job as an attorney because I was working full time as an attorney until I was 65, a job that I absolutely hated, to then quitting in 2021 My business becoming a seven figure business and now I'm on track to retire by 45 and move to Portugal and live my best life where I plan to buy like a beachfront home and retire happily ever after having the most, you know, fabulous low key retirement and I cannot wait because resting for women of color especially is such a luxury and I'm like all about it. So I'm taking, you know, I'm going, I'm also taking my mom, I'm retiring her. So it's turned into a much bigger dream that is quickly becoming a reality.
0: That is incredible. I love that story for so many reasons. First of all, to everybody who is in college, if I've got any young babes out there in school, that school route, I'm I'm telling you, I just want you to diversify your options because every week I get somebody on this show who finished school, got all the letters and all the pieces of paper, and they were telling me that they wound up in jobs that they hated. So, you know, I don't want to tell anybody to drop out. I just want you guys to open your mind to the possibilities. Don't, you know, spend five figures worth of debt to potentially make six figures of income. It really doesn't make sense. The world is so much bigger. There are so many other avenues. Another massive takeaway already in your intro story is rest. We do not have to work so hard. Our mothers and grandmothers worked to the bone and didn't have a choice. And we have the ability to make passive income, to make residual income, to work smart, to use our phones, use our laptops. We do not have to be slaving for income the way that, you know, the world has always taught us that we should. I love that story. I love the concept of being able to retire at 45 and live your best life in Portugal, honey, and you are making it a reality. Now I need you to take me with you. Like I need to be on the timeline Sign me up! I tell people I think I selfishly started this just so
1: I can get make make other people rich, so they can come to Portugal with me. Because I'm like, it's really boring being rich by yourself. I'm like, I don't want to be in that yacht all by myself. So I need people to you know come up to my level so that we can hang out and enjoy this. Because yeah, doing this stuff alone is no fun. So
0: yeah, the. As soon as I talk to the Man, person. nobody wants to pay the whole bill. Like, you don't want to be the rich friend and you got to pay the whole bill all the time. No, ma'am. Let's play uh, Bill Roulette. I got this one. You got the next one. I am not Rihanna.
1: I'm not at that level where I can, like, pick up the tab for everybody. So I'm like, Please come correct and come come with some change. They come with me on this journey. Exactly. So, I love um, it. Yeah, I think it's something that is inspiring to people to see a woman of color talking about goals like this, which is, you know, completely different than what I'm used to seeing for sure. And I'm the first Millionaire in my family, like you know, I'm one of the few uh, millionaires that that I know in my in my life, and I'm doing it by myself. I tell people I'm a single Pringle. I'm doing this by myself. It is possible. It's a lot of work. It's possible, but I am very open and transparent about my net worth and what I've done to get here because there's just not that many role models, you know, at our level sharing this kind of information. There's so much gatekeeping around money. And so I'm trying to, you know, change that, that conversation.
0: And you are, you absolutely are. I think before we get too deep into the juicy money talk, we need to have a cocktail. I want to know what do you sip on when your trade just crushed it, when the market is booming, when the money is rolling in, what is the get drunk cocktail of the week?
1: Ooh, I love an old fashioned with like a ginger twist. That is my favorite. Oh. I love it. Like I'm a bourbon girl. So for me, that's my go-to. I'm really in the mood to celebrate. I'll do a little
0: champagne too. Okay. Now you may be the first person who's ever told me you like an old fashioned with a ginger twist. Yes. Oh, that's new. If you don't if
1: you've never had like
0: uh if you've never had a whiskey ginger, you know, it's kind of like that. But even, even better. <laughs> Love it. Guys, you know, I will get you a recipe, even though that's a new one. I will get you a recipe in the show notes. Don't you worry about it. Okay. So let's talk money. You went to school for a very long time. And then on top of that, went to law school, which left you in over six figures of debt, which as a person who dropped out, okay, that just sounds absurd to me. Tell me how you got out of $110,000 in student loan debt.
1: Yeah. And I don't, again, what, to your point in the beginning, I don't ever want to discourage someone, someone from pursuing education because going to school, going to college, pursuing my profession, literally lifted me out of poverty. You know, before Ooh, I went- come on, somebody.
0: That, yes. Wait, 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 wait. That was a testimony right there. Let's go.
1: Literally. <laughs> like, they're, you know, they're- I'm a little older, Asia. I don't know. You know, the skin the skin looks good, but I am a little older. Yes,
0: you look good, sis.
1: There was (laughs) there was no Facebook, there was no Instagram back then. There were no online businesses, you know. So it was very much a traditional route of like go to school, you know. And so I was laser focused on going to school. I am an immigrant. My parents are immigrants. I was undocumented for. 15 years growing up. So for me, going to school was a huge accomplishment in and of itself. And there was no way that I was going to be able to do it without student loans. There's no way. There was no hustle to do it. There was no, you know, parents to help out. There was just no way. And, um, that's, and I know that a lot of people are in that situation. And a lot of people will shame other people for taking out loans saying, "Oh, well, you know, you should cash flow it." I'm like, that's just not possible for most people. It's just not- it's
0: not even a thing no. for most
1: people in America. No, I mean the the you know, the prices for schools have gone up so much, the tuition has gone up so much. It's not possible. So, for me, I was laser focused on getting an education and I was making $28,000 a year before I went to school. When I graduated law school, my first job, I was making $85,000 a year. So, it like Immediately, Ooh, amen. I felt like I had won the lottery, right? Until I got the first bill in the mail from Sally Mae.
0: <laughs>
1: and she came not- brutal.
0: What was that moment like? Uh, was it were you in a full panic, or did you know that this was coming? So it was not so difficult. Like walk me through it.
1: There is literally, I don't know if anybody remembers, but there's like no communication while you're in school. You're getting these invoices and these statements, but it's like, this is not a bill. And so you don't really know what that's going to look like monthly, right? Until you graduate and they're like, okay, it's time to pay up. And then you get your first true bill where it's like, this is the monthly amount. And I immediately call them. I mean, I was like sweating. I was at work and I was like, What am I going to do? Like I live in New York city. I'm paying that ridiculous New York city rent and there's just no way. So I could not, when they told me about forbearance, which was like the first time I'd heard about it, I couldn't have asked for it fast enough. And they approved me like almost immediately. It's like a little short form, right? Like no information. Oh yeah. You want a forbearance? Here you go. Without really understanding what the hell that was, right? Without knowing that my interest was going to continue to accrue. And so I pushed it out as long as I could. Until finally it was like, "Hey, you've run out of like all of your get out of jail free cards. It's great time to <laughs> start paying it.
0: It's party time. time to pay the piper, yeah, mm-hmm.
1: and so I was paying like a this is my minimum a thousand dollars a month, mm-hmm. right? Those were my minimums, and it was." if it weighed on me and, you know, and it stopped me from doing a lot of things. It stopped me from even thinking about home ownership. It stopped me from, you know, even considering like starting a family. I put off a lot because I was so terrified of those loans. It also made me play really small at work because I was so afraid of losing my job. I'm like, I can't afford to lose my job. I have all these bills to pay, you know? So you start playing small at work and you don't want to rock the boat. I mean, you don't speak up for yourself. Um, and so, you know, I, yes, I paid a lot in interest over, you know, many years on those student loans. But there's also like this silent debt that I paid, you know, for not like negotiating more aggressively, not going for more opportunities, not switching jobs more often so that I could increase my pay. So there are a lot of opportunities that I let pass me by because that student loan was like weighing on me. But 11 years later, I got sick of it. I discovered like the personal finance community on social media, which I didn't even understand that people were talking about money so openly. Like That was very, very new in my life. Nobody talked about it in in real life. And so when I discovered it in social media and I see people talking about becoming debt-free and paying off their loans and paying off everything, I became very inspired. And what took me to the next level is when I discovered financial independence. Like, hey, if you reach this level, this amount of money, right, in investments, you can live off of that for the rest of your life. You don't ever have to work again, which was a mind blowing. Oh, we are going to talk about fire.
0: Yeah. right?
1: So (laughs) before we even get into the five part, but that was like, kind of like the moment that everything clicked. And then I was like, okay, we need to start paying off these loans. And so I had, I had been hoarding a lot of money in my savings account, because again, I was chasing this very traditional way of, building wealth of like hey you're supposed to you know buy property and then you know renting is throwing money away and so i was trying to do all those things but if anybody knows anything about new york city real estate it's insanely competitive it's impossible yeah even more now and so i had three deals fall through i was feeling very very frustrated and so when i discovered the stock market and that that was an option for building wealth it opened up a bunch of possibilities for me. Like it completely changed my mindset in so many ways. And I, when I am convinced of something, I I go all in. There are no breaks. It is all in, and that's how I felt. So I threw a bunch of money into onto my student loans. I threw a bunch of money into the stock market, and I did not stop until I became debt free a year later. Oh, in a <laughs> wait in a year. A year, which is ridiculous. I don't expect anybody to be able to do that. Obviously, I was very high income because I was an attorney, but and I and I was also running my business. So I had double income coming in from my business, from my job, and I was going ham on this debt, you know, but I was also investing at the same time. I was like, I'm not going to let another year pass me by of me not investing in myself too. So I would throw money at the debt and I would throw money in the stock market. And it was, yeah, it was extreme for like a year.
0: (laughs) I love it though. I love it though, because like you said, you had this long grace period of waiting, of forbearance, but it was taxing on your everyday life because you couldn't live the way you wanted to because you felt paralyzed by that debt. So you went hard, you developed a plan, and in a year you became debt-free. And I really want to talk about that part because- A lot of people will tell you that you need to pay down all your debt before you start investing. I don't feel that way at all. I think that you're missing out on a ton of opportunities when you just work on your debt and you are not investing. As the expert, what is your take? What should the people be doing?
1: A hundred percent. I could not agree more. And in fact, I started investing 10 years prior. I started investing in my 401k in 2011. And little by little, I was putting money in my 401k while paying my student loans. And it wasn't even a lot of money in the beginning. It was like 150 bucks, you know, a month or something like that. But because it sat there for 10 years and it had that time to grow and compound, that 401k today is over $300,000. I could literally stop investing completely and let that grow. And it will be up to like two and a half million dollars by the time I'm in my 60s. So my traditional retirement—that's massive. It's done to know that like your traditional retirement is taken care of, and every dollar that I now invest from now on is for early retirement. It's a game changer, right? So a hundred percent, I tell people you must invest while you're paying off debt. I mean, I say I must. I'm, I'm being a little strong,
0: you know, because I get it passionate. But if you can, no, I'm with it, you know. But like, I'm with it. Tell them you, you must. must invest while paying off debt. It's not. Either or and if you had to do one, I would vote for the investing because your money can make you some more money and you will get there faster. Yeah, I mean it's
1: obviously pay your minimums, always pay your minimums on your debt. Don't don't not pay it. But I Yeah, don't ruin your credit now. Yeah, please. <laughs> we don't want to go backwards to try, you know, you don't want to go five steps forward. No ten steps back. But exactly investing is very much a privilege, and I'm very aware of that. And this is why I tell people if you do have the extra money to do it do it because so many people would love to be in your shoes in the position that you're in to have a little extra income to throw in the stock market like don't throw that opportunity away you know and so that's how i i kind of try to come at it with people and show them that yeah time is like your most valuable asset you cannot waste it
0: absolutely absolutely compound interest is as they say the eighth one of the world the only thing that I regret is that why wasn't I doing this when I was seventeen? Yeah. Why am I just now getting in the game at 30? Like, hello, where was this information? When we were younger, but this is our job now to put other people on so that they don't wait as long as we did so that they know so that they can pass this information on not just to our kids someday, but our friends and our parents and the people around us and the people in your peer group. It only takes one person for you to affect to have a ripple in your entire community.
1: Absolutely. I mean, and I tell people who feel very guilty, you know, if some of your listeners have kids, they're like, I'm not going to be able to leave this inheritance for my children. And I'm like, guess what? Generational knowledge is just as, you know, impactful as generational wealth. Absolutely. So if you can teach your, your kid about index funds and the stock market, they're already like light years ahead than you were when you were getting started. So do what you can, you know?
0: I love that. I think that is a bar. Generational knowledge is just as important as generational wealth. Somebody put that on a t shirt. Like, yes, yes, yes. (laughs) No guilt around here. We're just doing the best that we can as we learn the information. Okay, I've got another question for you. So now that your student debt is behind you, you are financially free, where are you investing the bulk of your money? So I
1: invest the bulk of my money in index funds in the stock market. Like that is where my money is. I am very, I'm very tired. I'm very busy. And I don't have time to do like heavy lifting investing, which, for instance, like real estate, you know, real estate is a completely valid way to build significant wealth, 100%. And some people really have a knack for it. That is not me. Okay. I like to watch HGTV. I don't want to live it. Like I am a city girl through and through. I can barely hang something up on my wall. I do not have the, the bandwidth capacity to like renovate no, I don't like it. It's not interesting to me. It doesn't speak to me. And so, you know, what I love about investing in the stock market, it's very low barrier. Literally, if you have a dollar, you can get started, right? So very low barrier to entry. And what I tell people too, the most powerful thing about investing is my shares, my, you know, my index fund is just, just as worthy as someone else's. So it's one of the few places where like, gender discrimination or race discrimination doesn't really seep in because everybody's shares are equal. Whereas in the real estate space, we all know, right, there's the appraisal bias. There is so much discrimination in housing, in the workplace. I'm an employment attorney. There's so much discrimination in the workplace. So the stock market is like one of those few places where if you take the time to learn about it and educate yourself, your money is just as valuable. As everybody else.
0: You have the same opportunities as other people. I think that's major. I've never heard it put that way. Yeah.
1: Like it's, you know, it's one of the ways that we're going to significantly start closing that wealth gap. And for me, index funds is the way to go. Like I don't like it when people say, oh, index funds, yeah, that's good if you're a beginner. No, that's actually good for everybody. I don't care if you're a beginner, expert level, intermediate, whatever. It's actually the best way for everyone to invest, not because of anecdotal you know suggestion but statistically if you look at the data and the numbers it's the way to go right so these people who are doing a lot of day trading and everything they might be making money in the short term but if you look at their record over 20 30 years which is how long we're going to be investing for right index funds come out ahead every single time
0: Mm, okay, that is a major key. I see that was going to be my next question for you. I had heard that staying in index funds was a beginner's game, but now I'm hearing that it's a long-term play. Absolutely. I mean, and also people again are busy. They don't have
1: time to really give the attention that individual stocks deserve because if you are gonna do the individual stock route, you really need to be like keyed in on that company. You need to be sitting in during those shareholder phone calls. You need to be reading those reports. You need to be keeping up with the news. You cannot just buy a stock and then like unplug. You have to be like, you know, look at Peloton. If you just bought Peloton and then zoned out, you miss, you, you may have forgotten. you gotta be watching Sex in the City to know what's going on. <laughs> exactly, right? And it's like, if you're not plugged in, you just lost 80% of your 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 shares there, your wealth, right? So it's really, really important to understand that difference and know that, you know, individual stock picking is not for everyone. And that's totally fine. You can build wealth by owning index funds.
0: So I'm hearing that this is the lazy girls version, because that's that's Passive. where me and my audience like to vibe. Exactly. <laughs> Passive,
1: lazy. I tell people this is the only time in life where you get rewarded for being lazy. You know, like it's actually good. The more lazy you are, the more hands off you are with your investments, the better of an investor you're going to be. When you start messing around and buying and selling and trading, that's when you start tripping yourself up.
0: Mm, Okay, heard that. Heard that. Take that away. Get Rich Crew. Index funds are not just for beginners. They are for us lazy ones who want to set it and forget it and move on with our lives and just wake up and be millionaires. I love that so much. Speaking of which, okay, so shout out to my girl, Yokiero De Niro. She introduced me to the concept of fire and a light bulb moment was had. And I really just felt like, so why didn't anybody ever tell me about fire before? Why have I been working my ass off for all this time? And no one explained to me that I could have financial independence and retire early talk to me about fire. Why don't more of us know about it? What is it? How can we get it? How can we be like you retiring at 45 in Portugal? Give me the entire fire spiel. Yeah. It's something that again, not, you know, has not been invented like
1: five minutes ago. It's been around for a while since the nineties pretty much, but it was very concentrated like with, the, you know, tech bros, People who are super high income in the, you know, white male community. And so the people who popularized it were not like you and me, you know, so they pretty much had like their community and it grew it within that community. So whenever anybody would hear about it, they immediately would dismiss it if they didn't associate themselves with that industry or that income level. And they're like, oh yeah, that works for you, but that's not for me. So it wasn't, so I shouldn't feel so left out. No, like that information was kept for a long, long time. So trust me, I felt the same way. I was like, what's going on? Like, I thought I made it up to the echelon of like the inner circle. And I had never heard about this. But yeah, right. okay. it wasn't until recently that people, you know, like me started getting into financial independence, retire early. And I like to call it relax early because I think retire has like this negative connotation of like
0: retirement. Home. I like that. Relax early. Yeah. Yes. We're not going to just go play shuffleboard. Yeah, exactly. Like I plan on very much kicking it. I plan on very much being with the shenanigans, but retired from having to work. Exactly.
1: And I tell people it's about having the option to be like, be work optional, right? You, there's a big difference between having to go to work and choosing to go to work. Big, big difference. And if you, do, cause a lot of people will say, well, I love my job. I don't want to quit my job. That's perfectly fine. But that. That's a big difference between you going, I choose to be here versus I have to be here. It's a completely different mindset. And so um, and what I tell people, too, is if retiring early is not for you, well, what about cutting back on your hours? What if instead of working 40, 50 hours a week, you'd only have to work 20 or 15 hours a week? You know, wouldn't that be nice? that is part of financial independence too. It gives you those options. What if you don't want to live in the United States? What if you want to live abroad? All financial independence gives you all of those options. And so the idea is that you are investing money in the stock market. And once you hit a certain threshold, so the first thing you want to find out is what is your fire number, right? So do you have an idea of like what you want to cover yearly for yourself? You're like, if I had this much yearly, I'd be set. Have you thought about that? Uh, yes.
0: Yeah, I do. I, I didn't know what it was, but I went on Nerd Wallet and I found out what it was, okay. and my feelings were hurt well, because of how much money it actually is. I know <laughs> it's it does surprise some people, but I think also some people will
1: believe like you need ten million dollars or fifteen million dollars in order to stop working.
0: No, it wasn't that much, but it was more than I thought right. that it was. But and that's a, and that can
1: be off putting, right? So I'll give you I'll, I'll share my example. So my initial financial independence number is one and a half million, which. You know, I was like, whoa. So, but that gives you sixty thousand dollars a year. That means that I can withdraw sixty thousand dollars a year from that pool of money, and the money will never run out. Hmm. Right. So you reach one and a half million dollars in investments, you start pulling sixty thousand dollars a year. You don't cash out the whole half one and a half million. You just pull out what you need for that year, you live off of that. And what does that mean? That means that the rest of the money is still in the stock market, growing and replenishing itself, right? And so that's
0: major. I think you need to take that from the top one more time for the people who didn't get it. So you don't have to rewind this episode. Right. One more time from the top. The fire breakdown, how she's explaining it to us is if she wants to be able to pull out $60,000 a year to live off of comfortably for the rest of her life, she can do that. Once she reaches $1.5 million in investment, is that right? That's right. And the
1: formula, just so everybody can know, it's your
0: annual expenses
1: at retirement times 25 right so that's what you want to do and if you want to build even more cushion we do like a 25 to 33 range so 25 is on the lower end 33 if you want even more of a cushion and this is called the four percent rule that means that you're pulling out four percent every year to live off of and the rest of the money stays in the market continuing to replenish and grow now the question is like okay sounds nice how am i going to get to one and a half million dollars that's a lot of money Most people are not going to be
0: able to save their way to that amount of money. That is a ton of money. No, nobody can. Nobody ever saves their way to getting rich, guys. We know better than that. I don't care if it's even in a high-yield savings account.
1: There's no such thing as high-yield savings accounts anymore. They're paying like half a percent, right? Exactly. So the way to do it is through investing. So you invest your money. Like when I was telling you guys that I was investing in my 401k for 10 years and it's now $300,000, that doesn't mean that I put in $300,000. I put in over a period of 10 years, I put in $94,000 and then it grew to 300000 So you see what the stock market you tripled does? your money. Exactly. So it what it does is listen, the market, it collapses time. It collapses time and it speeds up the growth of your money so that you don't have to do all the heavy lifting. It literally is like a little worker bee making you money while you're also making money. So it's like double, it's like doubling yourself, right? And that's what I love about it. And and that concept was so new to me when I learned it, um, that it completely blew my mind. It changed everything and why I became so obsessed with personal finance.
0: Same, same. I could not agree more. I didn't know it was a thing. And then I looked up my number and it was a lot more than I thought it was going to be. And I had to change everything. That's when I hired my financial advisor. That's when I got all my ducks in a row. I got everything together because baby, she wants to live luxuriously forever. And I don't want to start that luxury living, that that relaxed age, like you said, at 65, I've got things to do, places to go. I'm trying to kick it and I do not want to be forced to work forever and ever and ever. So I love that. I think that is my favorite concept I want to drill to the audience is that fire is a real thing. It is achievable. All you have to do is calculate that number, figure it out, and get busy. And we just got taught that index funds are a great way to get into it. So you cannot leave this money on the table. You do not want to be in a position of shoulda, woulda, coulda. And there's nothing that's more important than getting started now because that compound interest can only work for us if we get started. A 100%.
1: And I also want to highlight like one of the criticisms of FIRE is that some of us are painted as like fanatics that we are super frugal and we don't live our lives now that we're putting off all of this fun and exciting stuff for the future. And, you know, a lot of Gen Zers don't connect with that idea because they're like, I want to live now. I want to enjoy my life right now. And what I tell them is like me too. I want to do that. I want to do all the things. I, you know, and I'm like, I am not an Uber frugal person. What I do is I pick a few areas of my life that I absolutely love spending And that's where I put most of my spending. And then I'm frugal in other areas that I don't really care about. Like, I don't care about the car that I drive. So I have like a very, I have a Nissan Sentra. It's nothing fancy. And I'm a millionaire. I don't care about my car. But when I travel, I go luxury. You know, I love travel. Yes. I fly You're my type of girl. Yeah, I fly <laughs> first class. I go to like five star resorts. You know, I eat at Michelin star restaurants. And so that's where I spend my money. And so I pick and choose where the money goes. And I want to have a fabulous life today and tomorrow. I don't want to get to my 60s and then all of a sudden have to scrimp and live this like very miserable life in your 60s like who wants that if anything that's when you really want to be like spending extra money to make yourself as comfortable as possible
0: I agree i think that the gen zers they just haven't been on the planet long enough that's all it's just youth and and yeah. ignorance of they just don't understand how quickly A decade will bypass you. So we are about making the right sacrifices. We are about making sacrifices for the long term, for the big picture. We're going to live well now, but we need to live well in perpetuity, boys and girls. Okay, so this entire episode has been a massive get rich tip. But if you had one thing to give to the audience that we should absolutely implement so that we can be rich and be millionaires and be seven figure earners what would the get rich tip of the week be
1: I will have to say you have got to find a way to increase your income like leverage your Ooh. leverage your gifts like find your zone of genius and let me tell you if it's something that you would do for free somebody will pay you to do it if you do it well so I, this is something that I wish I had done sooner I am a teacher at heart. I've always been, but I wasn't listening to my voice. And so I suppressed that while I was in corporate America and I felt disconnected from my job the entire time I was there. And when I became an entrepreneur and I discovered my gift, I was like, oh my God, why didn't I listen to myself sooner? So listen to your instincts. If you have a gift lean into it and monetize that, like, you know, you do not want to just be relying on one source of income. That is like, that is the biggest risk you can take is relying on one source of income. So increase your income, have, you know, a backup plan. And yeah, because increasing your income is the thing that's going to expedite your wealth building journey more than anything else, more than investing, saving, budgeting, all of it is the income.
0: So true. Oh, that is so, 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 so true. Stop listening to this old school savings advice that was appropriate for our parents. Those days are over. Inflation is making it very clear that all that saving is not going to do much for you. Gas is through the roof. Rent is through the roof. It's not working, friends. We have got to increase our income. And just to dive a little bit deeper on what you said, don't think if I have a gift. We all got a gift, guys. Every last one of us has a thing that we are better at than somebody else. Think of the thing that comes naturally to you. Think of the thing that your friends and family go to you uh, for advice on. Think of the thing that is easier for you to do than absolutely anything else. Even me podcasting. Like, I podcast because I love to run my mouth. Hello, that's my (laughs) gift. I got the gift of (laughs) gabs. I figured out how to put it in a format that will make me money. And eventually it replaced my income. So everybody can do it. Do not think that guys, if you can't sing or dance or, or act, that you're not gifted. We all are. We all have something that the universe put uniquely in us, monetize that. And not only that, if you have a job, you are a skilled worker. Plain and simple. There is something that a company is paying you to do. That means you have a skill set and you can monetize that to increase your income. Agreed, agreed, agreed. Stellar rich tip. Now, speaking of podcasting, somebody else just launched a podcast. I want to welcome you to the podcast community. Tell me about Diversify and not just Diversify, Diversify with CNN. Give people the whole... (laughs) Dang, I'm just overwhelmed. I'm so happy for you. That's incredible.
1: Thank you. It's been in the works for months. It was so nice to finally come out and tell everybody about it. Oh, my God. When you're, like, holding a secret that big, you're just, like, bursting. And I've been wanting to do a podcast for a while, but I wanted to make sure that I had the right partner because you – I don't know how – I don't know how you guys do it. Like, it's so much work. Girl, pray for it. And I'm like, I cannot <laughs> – not run a business, do all the things, and then also, you know, add the podcasting on top of it. So when CNN approached me with that opportunity, I was like, yes, please. And so diversifying was born. And it's, it's been such an amazing journey. And I work with an incredible team. It's like, Mostly women, um, women of color, LGBTQ women, and they have incredible amount of experience and they let me pitch the ideas that I want and bring on the guests that I want. And I'm really proud that like every guest that we've had so far has been a woman of color and that's what I want. I'm like, I want a place where we get to tell our stories from context that applies to people like us. You know, because, yes, there's a lot of personal finance podcasts out there, but none that, like, give it that rich context of our experiences, like, our unique experiences of people of color. So, I am just so beyond excited, and CNN has been incredible. I'm actually going to fly out and meet the team, which is going to be so cool. And, yeah, if you guys, please... Welcome to the podcast world. Yeah, thank you. You know, and I tell people it's so important to support each other when something like this launches because it signals to these big uh, platforms that this is something that is unique and needed in our community. So it's so important that we show support and rally around something like this. So, yeah, I'm I'm thrilled.
0: (laughs) That is massive, massive, massive congratulations. As always, friends, I will definitely link diversifying in the show notes of course of course of course there is always space for more podcasts there's never uh it's never oversaturated when there is a voice of quality someone who has something important to say someone that cares about their community it is imperative that we support each other's shows i could not agree more welcome to the podcasting world and you also do some coaching I know you've got the Invest for Independence class coming up. Is this a live class? Give me the scoop because I need to get signed up. Yes. So I teach
1: Invest for Independence, a free class. It's like an intro to investing class. I wanted to make it accessible for everyone to come and take away some actionable information. I also have my course, Slay the Stock Market, which has over 4,000 students have been enrolled in it now. And it's, you know, I get like these amazing testimonials from people. They just volunteer these testimonials. I don't even have to ask for them because people feel so transformed after finally getting control over their money and learning how to to invest. So it's just been an incredible journey with that. But yes, if you want to find information about either, you just go to the link in my bio. Everything is linked there at Delian the Money Coach on Instagram or TikTok. And yeah, send me a DM if you have any questions about
0: any of those. I will be in the class. You have my email, okay? Sign me up, please. As soon as we get out of this episode, I could always use more actionable investing advice that just makes sense and that is applicable for someone as busy as I am. That's the thing. I need the... Quick note version, because I don't have all day to be reading 5,000 books and going back to school on the subject. I need to know, do this, this, and this so that you can be a rich b- forever, period. That's I love how it. I like, yes. that's how I like my advice. Okay, I've got two more questions for you. I want to talk TikTok. Yes. Now, you have been crushing it on TikTok to the tune of 200,000 followers. How has... TikTok been instrumental in your business? And what advice do you have for those of us who have yet to conquer TikTok for business?
1: You know, video is king right now. There is no escaping it. So if that's something that you're kind of like pushing back on, you got to work on it. Because
0: Just get with the program.
1: program. (laughs) I don't know how else to say it. Um, Instagram is just not pushing out any other kind of content other than video content. And they're in competition with TikTok. So whether you're on Instagram or TikTok, we need to see your face. We want to hear from you. And it's not just the trendy voices and, and music. We want to hear your voice. Like a lot of, you don't you don't have to be goofy and silly and dance. You can literally do talking to camera videos, whatever your expertise is, whatever your point of view is, and put it out there. You know, like a 30-second video can go crazy viral. I had a video go viral this week um, that has... That got me six thousand new followers in twenty four hours. So get out, you know, and that's the growth. That's massive. Yeah, like TikTok is the only place where you can really blow up like that. And so, a hundred percent, make it a part of your business plan. Just it's it's kind of messy. That's the good thing about TikTok. You don't have to be polished, it doesn't have to be as polished as Instagram. Like you can be you don't have to have like your whole makeup doesn't have to be done. You can just get on camera, be
0: earnest. The organic nature is what works for you on TikTok. Yeah.
1: They love that, you know? So just come on, be 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 yourself and and post like nonstop. Seriously, <laughs> like just keep posting. Don't even if it gets like no views, very few views, keep the video up, keep posting, posting,
0: away. and
1: <laughs> you got to flex that muscle. And the more that you flex it, the more comfortable you're going to get with it. But I have to say, TikTok was instrumental to launching my business. I was like, most of my business was coming from TikTok in the beginning. Now it's shifted a little bit more. It's more Instagram, but I still get a lot of leads from TikTok. Um, so definitely don't sleep on it and just find somebody who's doing something similar in your niche and find your voice in that space.
0: Hmm. Mm, This is really good advice. My friends, my new entrepreneurs, I know everybody is so desperate to give Facebook money to run ads for whatever reason. You guys think that that is the cheat code, but trust and believe I built my entire business on the back of Instagram alone. You are building your business from TikTok and Instagram. There is so much money to be made in these organic. Spaces, not only that, if you hear nothing else from me when it comes to paid ads, you cannot start on paid ads until you understand exactly what works organically. Your organic content is the meat and potatoes of the business. You use paid ads to amplify those messages that already work, my business friends. Stop giving Facebook all this money and then being bedazzled when those ads do nothing for you. Okay. To close it out, as an attorney, a big reader, a bookworm, I know you've read thousands of books, but give me a book that changed your life or changed your finances or changed your mindset or changed your business. What is the Get Rich Read of the Week?
1: I am Brazilian, so my favorite author is Paulo Coelho. The last name okay. is... C-O-E-L-H-O, Paulo Coelho. He wrote The Alchemist. And it is the book that I've re- reread several times. It's very inspiring. It's about this young man who, t- who goes on a journey looking for his treasure and, like, looking for his destiny. So it's very inspiring. And it's one of the books that I constantly go back to. And one of the quotes that I absolutely love is, when you're following your destiny, the universe conspires in your favor. You know, So when you're in line with what you're supposed to be doing, everything starts clicking around you, right? And so that book is just a perfect manifestation of that idea, so I highly recommend it.
0: That is so true, too, that once you get in alignment, once you start doing what you're supposed to do, it will blow your mind how quickly and how beautifully things can come together for you. And when you are not doing what you're supposed to do, it will blow your mind how fast things will fall apart. So <laughs> I highly agree with that. Yeah. Something's feeling like a
1: struggle that maybe it's not for you. All success does not have to be preceded by struggle. Believe it or not. Like Amen. A myth. I, now that I'm working a in a scam zone, and a lie. exactly. Now that I'm working in my zone of genius, things come to me much, much easier than they ever did in my career. So yeah, yeah I, I think, you know, people need to let go of that idea
0: agreed we'll leave that for the men we're smarter than that (laughs) let's just do things the easier better way that the universe agrees with oh Delian, i knew you would be lovely i knew you were going to give us the game it was such a pleasure to have you thank you so much this was so much fun absolutely guys of course again All of her info will be in the show notes. You are going to have Invest for Independence. You are going to have the podcast. You are going to have Slay the Stock Market. You're going to have all the things in the show notes and all the ways that you can get in touch with her. Is there anything else you want to leave the audience with before we get out of here? I just want to say, you know,
1: we are capable of so much and give yourself credit, Don't beat yourself up if if you make mistakes, if you fail. Like the important thing is that you are constantly trying and expanding yourself. I wish I had taken more risks when I was younger, but it is never too late to start taking risks. So, yeah, take some
0: risks and see see where that takes you. I think that's a perfect place to leave it. All right, Get Rich Crew, we will see you next week. Peace. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you've learned something amazing, let's continue the conversation. Follow me on Instagram at Get Rich or Get Drunk Trying and tell me what you took from today's show. Then tap in at Get Rich or Get Drunk dot com to get all the details and links from today's episode. I cannot wait to get rich with you next time. Until then, peace.